You're listening to Eric Payne and the Payne to Power podcast. Roll your sleeves up and get ready to get your hands dirty. Hey folks, what's going on? It's Eric Payne, host of the Payne to Power podcast. And I truly, 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 truly have to apologize to you for this three, four, maybe five month hiatus. I think it's five The last time I created any content here, I was talking about Black Panther. Black Panther has been since been, um, what what what's the word? Infinity Wars has come out. Ant Man has come out. All these other movies have come out. Um, Sorry to bother you. Has come out. Several movies have come out since then. And this podcast today is not about the movies. But I'm just saying I apologize. Life gets in the way. Sometimes we get busy. Sometimes we get caught up. And uh, I really like the format that I had with my co-host, uh, Christy, the last time. And she and I, our schedules kind of got messed up because we were going to try and do it um, on a consistent basis, like she and I. But our schedules got messed up. And here it is, almost August, and I haven't done anything. So word to the wise, when you need to get stuff done, just keep doing it. Keep it out in front of you. And... Nothing against her at all, but, you know, if you own something, don't let the progress of that be dependent on someone else's schedule. If you need to get stuff done, get it done. So, again, my sincerest apologies to each and every one of you who actually has had gotten in the habit of following me. I apologize for, like, dropping off and leaving you hanging. I will try to do better. I am going to commit to doing this once a month. I don't know if I have the bandwidth to do more because a lot of things have happened since February, of course. Um, I'm busier probably than I've ever been, um, and that's a good thing. Um, So I want to jump right in and talk about something that I experienced last week because I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about, and I had a couple of subjects that I wanted to talk about. But then this thing happened in my life, and among all the other things that are happening in my life, this thing happened in my life and I got really, I got, I was surprised by, one, I was surprised by my handling of the situation and then two, I was even more surprised by the response or the, the, what happened to me after I did it. So what this is going to be about is the courage, that's right, the courage to be vulnerable and the courage to confront your emotions, your fears, your emotional reaction to things. So, I'm going to tell a little story and one little something like this. About a week ago, I was at an event, um, actually Lit Atlanta. It's hosted by Mike Jordan. Um, really cool local Atlanta talent. Actually, I'm not even trying to diminish him in that way. He's actually a force. Um, he's He writes used to write for Thrillist. I think he still writes for Thrillist. One of the co-founders of Thrillist. He writes for Playboy magazine. He's a really dope dude. Dope cat. Dope cat. Um, he hosts this event called Mon- um, called Lit Atlanta, and it's at Monday Night Garage on the west uh, the west side of Atlanta. So if you're ever in the area, you just go online, uh, you know, Google Lit Atlanta, and you'll get the schedule for when the events happen. So anyway, I was at this event. And I was there with a couple of friends sitting at a table, laughing, joking, having a good time. And um, it was just a really cool night. Um, Just sitting back, just taking a break. Um, 
so this event was it's kind of like a he calls it literary karaoke or you know i call it literary open mic but he calls it literary karaoke so you have a book whether it's a book of poems whether it's a non-fiction book whether it's a fiction book and you have the opportunity to get up and share what you're reading or what you're writing with a group of strangers and honestly it's kind of scary to be honest with you for me it's kind of scary because um you know if you're reading something that somebody wrote then fine but if you're reading your own thing you know it's the whole well i don't want to be judged thing so at this point you probably think it's going this is going to go in one direction but it's going to go somewhere else so I wound up not speaking because I signed up too late on the list, or rather I was talking so much that I neglected to get online to sign up, and I didn't want to go last. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I did not want to be the end point of the event. I also think they ran out, on, ran out of time, but um, I didn't want to be the end point. I'm not going to, I didn't lose any sleep over it. I didn't say, oh, dang, Eric, you, you. So, so sure. I, I didn't want to do it. Um, one of the things I've also gotten in a strong habit of uh, is accepting the truth that when I don't want to do something, I don't want to do it, nor do I have to do it. And I don't feel too guilty about it. Not anymore, as you know, I've discussed in previous episodes about being a recovering people pleaser, um, constantly concerned about the thoughts and feelings of others. And I'm not in that space anymore. You know, um, <laughs> Now, it's interesting to note that, you know, you go the exact opposite of that, where you go from not being overly concerned to being not concerned at all to the point that you become tone deaf and um, merciless and cruel to a certain degree. Now, I have had touches of that. Um, I've had to work on that, which is why I said quite a bit has been going on in the, um, in the last couple of months. I've had to work on that and, and dial that back a little bit to to practice empathy with people that I don't know if they, you know, deserve my empathy, but uh, no, everyone deserves empathy. Um, however, it, it, I found myself in some um, interesting situations where aspects of my personality that I didn't know existed or they exist now have resulted as um, outgrowths of my growth, uh, you know, you, you have a flower garden, but then weeds shoot up where there is, where there's space. So it's about pulling the weeds and pruning the flowers. Um, so anyway, getting back to the point. So I am sitting there with my friends and I'm listening to them, to, to this one individual read. And the individual looks familiar to me. And looks familiar sounds familiar and I'm like why does this person look familiar and then I got a cold shot down my spine and because this was someone who was I'm not going to say integral because things once things are on on are on the locomotion locomotive to happen they're going to happen but this person was in the midst of my the the dissolution of my marriage so they weren't the cause of it but they were in the middle of it and i i genuinely believe and almost know they were encouraging my ex-wife to you know 
pursue her hardline stance of not wanting to be with me. Um, you know, they hung out all the time, um, may have even been involved in, you know, helping her move on to her next relationship. Whatever the case may be, it's all of that stuff is irrelevant. <laughs> the, the, the particulars of it are irrelevant. The point I'm making is that I was feeling some kind of way about this person, whether it was legitimate or not. And I mean, think about it. You have a gripe with a coworker. You have a gripe with some a family member. Oft, more often than not, the, those gripes, there's, there's elements of truth and falsehood and emotion and, and disbelief and perception you know what I mean? So I'm speaking from my perspective. So trust and believe. I'm not accusing, blaming, or whatever. Well, I sort of am. But I'm just saying, it's my perspective. And since this is my show, this is what we're talking about. Um. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not going, oh, man. You know, like, this is my, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be chilling up here, relaxing, blah, blah, blah. And I did what everybody does. I posted up. So for all of you who don't know what posted up means, you know, I started to assume a uh, tense, a, a, a tense stance. I was sitting uncomfortably in my chair. I started to become very aware of myself, like aware of my, how I was sitting and my posture. And, you know, I started to fidget and, and, and started to go down memory lane and so on and so forth. Um, and, and started to be, you know, I'm three years, uh, as of June of this year, 2018, I am three years divorced. So I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I should just, you know, I should get up there and, and, and I should get on the list and read. And I should be like, yeah, I'm this, that, and the third. I'm hot and popping. I don't need nobody. F everybody. But again, that is people pleasing because you're still concerned about the thoughts, feelings, and concerns of someone else. And I know for a fact that this individual is not concerned about me at all. <clears throat> so, I was like, Eric, man, come on, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Just relax. You came here to relax. You were with your friends. Just be cool. And so I, I, I encouraged myself just like David in the Bible. David in the Bible encourages himself whenever encouraged himself whenever he was about to face something. He encouraged himself. So I did the same thing. I was like, Eric, you better than this, man. Like, you, you why are you succumbing to like essentially your own thoughts? Just chill out. So I chilled. And then afterwards, I decided to do something unique. Um, I decided to step outside of myself. I didn't have any particular intention or goal for this, but um, I approached the person at the end of the event and, um, you know, I said, hey, you know, what's going on? Uh, you, I, I liked your selection. I liked you. You did, you did good. Your reading was, was good. Um, and I called them by their name. So they looked at me like, how do you know my name? And then I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Eric Payne, such and such as X. Oh, hey, what's going on? So then we got into a conversation, like a real light, in my, in my opinion, a light and lively conversation. Talked about, you know, um, writing, 
talked about the event, talked about who we knew, how we knew them, um, you know, the, the usual connect, the usual connect thing that, that people do. So, um, wow, I hope my levels work on this. Um, we talked and we built, um, gave him a nice warm welcome, um, and when I, when I approached, I gave him a nice, you know, strong, warm, hey, how you doing? And I was genuinely, 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 as I continued to talk to this person, I was genuinely interested in their well-being. You know how people say, hey, how you doing? And they keep it moving. But then there's people that say, hey, how are you doing? And then they kind of stop to wait to hear your answer. And they seem genuinely involved in how your day is going, whether they know you from a can of paint or not. It turned into that for me. I was genuinely interested in what um, they were saying, even though it was only for, you know, a couple of minutes as we were walking out of a building. So we talked for a couple minutes. Um, hey, Eric, you know, it was really good to see you. Um, I'll talk to you, you know, see you around. <clears throat> um, yeah, same here. And I actually went back. Uh, and got back with my, you know, went and caught back up with my friends and moved on. And I have to tell you, on the drive home, I could not believe how good I felt. I felt this overwhelming sense of peace and tranquility and calm that I wasn't planning for. I didn't do it, you know, um, I didn't do it for the purposes of like accomplishing anything. I just did it. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't seek to set them straight or set my straight, set, my, set myself straight or overcome something. I just decided while I was sitting there that I was not going to be held captive by my thoughts, my fears, and perhaps my misconceptions of a human being who is just going about their daily grind, doing whatever it is that they do to contribute to this life. So I said, hello, and I felt great. By the time I went to bed, I felt invulnerable. It was an amazing, amazing feeling. <sighs> so that's the first story. So later on in the week, um, you know, and, and this, these are definitely the caveats of divorce life, right? So later on in the week, I had to pick my daughter up from someplace and take her for an eye exam and I you know there are sides to the to everything there are people that have to unfortunately feel that they have to take sides um I know they don't necessarily want to but they wind up doing so in in divorce so I was picking her up from somewhere where a side was taken and the side was not my side. Um, I don't really have any friends that take have taken sides or if I do, I don't really like see them. So it doesn't matter. They don't even live here. Um, most of the people that I still know um, from that relationship, talking about my former marriage, um, they're mutual friends. They're people who have decided like, look, I, we love both of y'all. So, forget both of y'all. I'm, I'm going to be a friend of both of y'all. 
And I'm with that. Like, I'm, I'm 100% with that. I, I believe, you know, as long as that can be handled maturely, I, I believe that's the way it should be. Anyway, so I'm, I had to pick her up from somebody who chose a side that wasn't in favor of me. And, hey, look, can you send her downstairs? Um, I'm here. <laughs> and, you know, again... Uh, daughter came downstairs, spent the app because it's summertime, so she's just kind of all over the place right now. Um, and I took her to the exam, and you know, whatever, it was an eye exam, you know, your eyes changed as much, whatever. So she and I spent time together, talked for a little bit, and then I drove her back to where she was staying with um, relatives, and I, I parked. And she said, you don't want to just let me in? I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go inside, go inside and, you know, say hello and be polite. Now, the situation that I described before was a situation where I just kind of like haphazardly and randomly did something. This I did on purpose. Um, one, I didn't want to be rude. And being not wanting to be rude is not, <clears throat> it does not qualify under being people pleasing. Um, you know when something like being rude is just being rude so not wanting to be rude is I think okay in my book I didn't want to be rude and then two I have a little girl who witnessed my development right so she witnessed me at my worst points when I was in the ground crying looking at my wounds and lamenting everything <clears throat> and I and unfortunately she witnessed that you know um, because we were up in the same space together I had a one bedroom apartment at the time um, I couldn't really keep anything from her and I don't think I had the mental and emotional capacity to keep anything from her but I'm, I'm better I'm stronger I'm all these different things now and my goal to her especially since she's a 13 going about to be you know a tween um, a teenager teenager whatever uh, you know, my goal is to model maturity, compassion, empathy, kindness, firmness, uh, wisdom, as much as possible. So, as much as I possibly can, so that I'm not giving her my garbage. I'm trying to give her my treasures, not my garbage. <clears throat> and, you know, us parents, when we're on full display we are always on full display in front of our children and you know i now as a 46 year old man am coming to grips with things that my parents did in feel full view of me essentially you know meaning no harm but you know because they were grown and adults and could say what do whatever they wanted i'm contending with that now so I don't want that for my child. So so this next move I did was 100% intentional. So what I did was I parked the car. I walked in with her. I came inside. And I said hello. I greeted, you know, I, I ran up and hugged on my, my little baby relatives. And I shook the hands and hugged the peoples of all the big grown relatives you know what I'm saying and again perception is everything is there distance is there has a side been chosen sure but when when those adults saw me they embraced me like warmly um, 
grabbed me up. Oh man, it's good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And cracked jokes for a couple minutes, hugged the babies, rubbed the dog on his belly, kissed my baby girl, and told her I loved her, and I'll check in with her later. And then I went about my merry day. Um, but you know, we post up. This podcast is for everyone, but we post up. And I'm, what I'm about to say, I'm about to call out a specific group. Us black folk, we post up. Which means when we got an attitude about something, we got an opinion about something, when we feel some kind of way about somebody else, we ain't trying to hear nobody else. We're trying to hear, we're trying to stay right where we are. Wrong as hell, or confused as hell, or totally not, not on the side of, not, not lined up on the side of, 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 of reality. Because we feel what we feel. We are passionate, compassionate, emotional people. And we will be, we will be wrong as, as the day is done, but we ain't, we ain't budging. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, right? Right and wrong does not matter in the face of relationship. So my relationship with myself, my relationship with the world, my relationship with my children, my relationship with whomever I meet down the road, you know, I got to be right for all these people and that's something that I don't think I ever really understood before this experience happened to me is that I have to be right for to 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 receive anyone else to nourish and grow anyone else I have to be right to give the be- to the best of my ability I have to be right so I have the space the capacity the 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 the, the peace P-E-A-S. P- <laughs> Not P's. P-E-A-C-E. P-E-A-C-E. Yeah, P-E-A-C-E. The peace to be the best possible version of myself for the people who, I'm not going to say depend on me, but, you know, that I interact with. So, um... <laughs> You know, that is the work, right? That's the work. The work isn't, oh, I got to find me a man that's going to do this, that, and the third for me. I got to find me a woman that's going to, you know, be the things that this person wasn't or be this. No, it's not about anybody else. Like, if you have your stuff together, if you have your stuff together, all that other stuff comes to you anyway because like attracts. And when it doesn't attract, you know within minutes that it ain't going to happen. And then you have to exercise the wisdom and the discernment to step off. So for all of you who don't know what step off means, it means walk away. Like there's no fixing a person that you barely know for the sake of fix, for the sake of being with them because they fine. There are plenty of other fine people out there that got their act together. So if this person ain't got it together, they got a lot, they got a body that you like, or a dude got a job that you know you like, or he seems like his stuff is together. But then when you sit down with that person and they aren't clicking with you, or they aren't vibing with you, or there's something inside of you that's starting to stir, by being right with yourself, when that stirring happens, you'll say, "Nah, nice person, great human being. You know, I'll pray for them." 
Not, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. I'll pray for them because they're just a member of the human race. But I'm not trying to, I'm not, that's not my thing. That's not, that's not who I'm, that's not who I'm, that's not who I'm trying to spend time with. That's not who I'm trying to grow with. That's not who I'm trying to build with. That's not who I'm trying to grow or give myself to. Because once you know, once you are comfortable with, um, once you are right, you know, being, having the courage to be vulnerable, having the courage to understand that you make mistakes, having the courage to know where you've messed up, having the courage to speak on that, having the, the, the courage to understand that things weren't done to you, things happened, and then in the process of them happening, you reacted in such a way that then brought the circumstances down upon you that happened now i say that to say um i said i wasn't gonna say this and i was gonna say this for another podcast but i'll, I'll say this because like i said some things have changed since um i last spoke so i went through a divorce i'm gonna use an example because examples are the best way to tell stories i went through a divorce okay everybody knows that so was it painful sure was it uh the dissolution of my family sure does it hurt that i can't spend 24 7 moments with my child my youngest child um like i did with my oldest yeah um family dinner with just me and them is kind of weird you know what i mean like it's good because it's the two of them but it's it's weird because there's some there's a person that could have been there that just ain't you know what I mean? Like their mama. And I'm a man. Men don't birth children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it is evident. The, the, the absence is evident. Um, because their mom, they have a relationship with their mom. I have a relationship with them. There is a, there is a symbiosis or there's, a, there's a, a clicking that happens when you have two adults that have a relationship with the cho- the, their children and a relationship with each other and then they all relate together in the same room. The absence is palpable. And the reasons, the whys, the all the rest of that, I mean, whatever. It happened. It's, it, it's over. Like, for real. Um, but I made going through my divorce exponentially worse based on how I chose to deal with the reality that was happening to me. Had I done it differently? Um, well, I wouldn't have done it differently because I wouldn't be here talking to you right now, whoever's listening, that if, uh, uh, had I done it differently. However, um, my point is this. When you were right, you begin to see things for what they are. You begin to have a better grasp on reality. And what I'm encouraging you to do, just as I did in two different instances, one, one time at a literary event and the next time at a, at a home, is to have the courage to get over yourself, to look past your beefs and, be, and make the effort to be whole. Because when you mend fences, when you speak peace when you cover people in love and you know you don't have to cover people in love like oh i love you and i want you to grow and develop and be the best no hey how are you are you having a good how's this person how are you feeling how's this that's covering somebody in love that's showing someone some consideration that may not have been shown any consideration that day or maybe 
you're like the 18th person that did and you're just making their day that much better. What I'm saying, what I'm encouraging you to do, what I hope you will do is look past your beefs, look past your vulnerabilities because ultimately that's what it boils down to. Have the courage to address your vulnerability, cover it in love, speak power against it, and I promise you, you will watch it disappear. And that's all I've got, folks. Our time is done. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I promise to come back sooner. I mean, shoot, based on what I paid for my service, I should have been doing this like every five every five minutes. But I hope to be coming back sooner. Um, I'm going to make a commitment to at least do once a month. And... Once again, if you like what you hear, please share. We're on, I'm on, there's no weird. I'm on Stitcher, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on the Google Play Store, um, and I'm on iTunes as well. I'm your host, Derek Payne, and this has been the Payne to Power Podcast. Until the next time.